Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, the grave. Yeah, the graveyard riddle. This is our last and final chapter. By Lisa Thompson. By Lisa Tom. By Lily Tom Tom. I'm not even looking. Okay, ready? Chapter forty-one. After Hal left, we still had a couple of months until the summer holidays. The days dragged on and on. Suddenly, we had six weeks weeks stretching before us. On the first Saturday we had off, I helped Mum and Erica organize. Oh, in the organic cafe. I worked in the kitchen, kitchen, washing up and chopping vegetables. I absolutely loved it. I was going to try and earn some money to buy a camera. I wanted to take lots of black and white photos of the cemetery to make a collage for my bedroom wall. When I got home after my first shift, I had a long, hot shower, and it was tiring being on my feet all day, but I was buzzing with the feeling of having earned my first paycheck. Also, they're still in their house. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they didn't move because the dad helped them. I got dry and changed into my black jeans and gray top. Mom called up to the bathroom. Melody, Matthew and Jake are here. I pulled my hair back into a hairband and made my way through made my way downstairs. Jake and Matthew stood at the doorstep with Wilson sitting at Jake's feet. Behind Matthew, I could see the large sold sign that loomed over the street. Oh, their house did sell. It's sold then, I said. Yep, said Jake. Oh, maybe it's the new house. Number one. Yep, said Jake. Hannah texted Mum last week. Apparently, Mr. Jenkin agreed to help with his anger issues, and they are going to have a fresh start in another town somewhere. Oh, Mr. Jenkins' house. That makes sense. Hopefully, it'll be miles from here. None of us had seen Mr. Jenkins since the shutdown showdown in the school parking lot. After the big graveyard cleanup, Hannah moved back in with her parents before... Hannah moved back in with her parents. Before she went, she asked Sue if she wouldn't mind looking after Wilson, as it would be too much to take him as well. Because his breed was an anti-allergy, Jake wouldn't react. So Sue said yes. And what about Wilson, I said. Is he going back with the Jenkins now? Jake smiled and shook his head. Nope, I get to keep that annoying little fluffy wig after all, he said. I thought Jake must be doing a good job looking after Wilson. He was very well behaved, and now we never saw him barking in the windowsill at his house. Jake said it was because he gave him lots of attention. Mum came and joined us from the kitchen. Yeah, he gets to keep him. This, this came in the mail earlier, Melody, she said. In her hand was a brown envelope. I thought you might want to open it with your friends. I looked down at the address on the envelope. I rarely got any mail apart from birthday cards, and the address read, Super Spy Melanie Bird and Frankie the Sausage Dog, Three Chestnut Clothes. Oh, so who do you think that's from? I don't know. Maybe how. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I said. I swallowed. I knew exactly who it was from. Have a nice yeah. walk, you three, said Mum. We will, said Matthew. I put the envelope in my pocket, and Frankie on his leash, and we stepped outside. Our walk around the graveyard had become a weekly event. I'd take Frankie, Jake would take Wilson, and Matthew would come too. Is this letter from him? said Matthew. We came out of the alleyway and into the dappled sunlight. 
It must be. The handwriting looks identical to the riddles. And who else would call me super spy? I smiled, but inside I was really nervous. How had Hal's life changed since we saw him last? Was he happy? Had they found his mum? It had been so long since they had taken him away. A lot could have happened in that time. I'll open it in a minute, I said quietly. Matthew nodded and started talking about the holiday he was going on with his mum and dad to the Lake District. It would be the first holiday that they had had in years because of his OCD. You are so lucky, said Jake. I think we're going camping in the middle of nowhere with Auntie Wendy again. It's so boring. Matthew and I laughed. How about you, Melody? Are you going away this summer, said Matthew. I shook my head. No, we couldn't afford it. But I might go to visit, get a visit from my dad. Oh, wow, you've been in touch, said Matthew. Yes, Mum speaks to him every few weeks now. He's been asking to see me, and I think I'm ready, I said. He's been helping us with money, too. Yeah, that's good. The for sale sign had stood outside our house, was gone. Mum had agreed to accept the financial help from Dad for six months, and then she'd assess the situation. She'd also had a long chat with Mr. Charles when she took Dad's letter back to him. Mr. And Mr. Charles used to work in finance and said he was happy to offer any advice she might need. She might take up. She might take him up on that one day. We got to the horse chestnut tree bench. Oh, we got to the horse chestnut tree with the bench. Okay, I'm going to read it now, I said, maybe on my own first. Matthew and Jake held back as I made my way to the tree and sat down. Frankie lie at my feet. I took the envelope out of the pocket and opened it slowly. Inside was a folded letter and a photograph, which I put to one side. Dear Melody, I'm sorry that it's taking me so long to write you, but life has, in partic has been particularly busy since I last saw you. After I left your house, I was placed in a foster family that looked after me for many weeks. They were nice enough, but I did feel lonely. Janet, my social worker, kept in touch with me, and after a few days, she told me that they managed to trace my mom. She was living in a special hospital where doctors were trying to make her head better, although it was taking a long time. Apparently, she'd been talking about me because there was no record of me existing. No one believed her. They thought it was just part of her mind playing tricks on her. I went with Janet to see her at the hospital. There were nurses there, too, and someone taking notes. I didn't like it at all. Mum kept crying, and I don't think I was helping by being there. The good news is that it turns out that I have a family, and a big one at that. Mum has a brother called Jeff, and he has a wife called Claire. Janet contacted them when, I, when they found out I existed, and offered, they offered to look out after me. It took a very, very long time for it to be agreed, but three weeks ago, I moved out of the foster home and in with them. Jeff and Claire are really nice. I've shown them some magic tricks that I know, and Jeff has taught me a few more. They also have a son called Albie. He's on a gap year from university and traveling around Europe, so I've seen photos of him so far. He's my cousin, I guess. I'm starting school in September, and I'm really, really scared, but I suppose that's normal. If you have any tips, I'd really appreciate them. Jeff... September 12th. That's, ah, oh, how did you know? You remember, good memory. Jeff and Claire are in touch with the hospital where Mum is staying, and the doctors say she's improving, but that will take time. She might come out of the hospital one day, and when she does, I might be able to visit with her, with Janet. Claire said, I mustn't worry about that right now. Tell Matthew that I've been seeing a therapist who's a bit like the one he sees. 
He's called Mark, and he helps me understand my feelings and try to make sense of it all. I told him about M18, and he said it was my brain's way of coping with a very stressful situation, like a survival mechanism. He said that I had created a world that felt safe to me, but it was really in my head. My watch was my link with my mom, and when that got smashed, it was like the spell was broken, and that's why I was so confused for a while. Anyway, I hope you can forgive me. I didn't mean to lie. I hope that Matthew and Jake are well and say hello to Frankie for me too. I have an address so you can write back if you like. You're a true friend, Melody Bird. Yours, Hal. I lifted up the photograph. It was of three people standing on a pebbly beach. Hal was in the center wearing a chunky navy sweater. His face was wide with a big smile and his cheeks were flushed from the sea air. On either side of him were two adults who I guess must have been Claire and Jeff, his aunt and uncle. They were grinning, too. Behind them, I could see the white froth of the wave crashing onto the beach. When I looked up, Matthew and Jake walked over and were sitting on either side of me. I folded the letter and put it back on the envelope, along with the photograph. Frankie sat down beside my foot and pressed his warm body against my leg. I reached down and gently stroked his soft head. Well, Jake said, what did it say? I took a long, deep breath as I looked around the beautiful graveyard. It was so incredibly, I was so incredibly grateful that I didn't have to move away from the place that I loved. I was also grateful that two friends, for the two friends sitting besides me and for my other friend, Hal, just living just a letter away. Come on, Melody, said Matthew. How is he? I looked at the bottom and I smiled. He's absolutely fine. That's it. That's it. That's the end. Oh, she also wrote The Goldfish Boy, The Light Jar, and The Day I Was Erased. Oh, should we get rent those books too? Sure. I think, th- hey, remember they said The Goldfish Boy? They called, Matthew was called The Goldfish Boy. Cause oh my God, yes. Interesting. So I wonder if it's about a kid that has like allergies or something. I wonder if it's about Matthew. Interesting. Or The Day I Was Erased. I wonder if that was about how. Ooh, I wonder if they're all, like, kind of connected. Well, that's it, people. That's the book. Pretty cool, huh? Sad. I know. And, you guys, if you followed along or if you go to the library and get this book, it's... It's called Yeah, it's 291 pages, which means you'll have finished a, a huge book for your age, huh? Pretty cool. It's called The Graveyard Riddle. Yep, The Graveyard Riddle. We, we need to take a picture of these all these books so we can get you an Instagram, huh? And then people can tell us if they liked it, or okay, they can so tell the, us what book they'd like to, us to read. In the pictures, oh, she has gray hair. I think it's just the color, you know. Okay, people, that's it. See you guys later.